Well, hello there. It is I, Obi-Wan. Um, hi, it's Stephanie. This is Baby Millennial. I had already recorded something, but I went on so many tangents, and I was like, ah, this audio is boring. (laughs) I don't want to use it. Why don't you just scrap it and record from the beginning, Stephanie? Because you're a perfectionist, and you don't want to do extra work. And so here we are. Hi. Hope you guys are doing well, all five of my listeners. Thanks for coming back. You know, special shout out to my roommate, Angela, my friend, Grayson. I know that they usually are the ones listening to this podcast. So thanks. Thanks, pals. Thanks for being true fans of my work. (laughs) Hello. It's, we're one week into 2021. It's been fun, huh? It's been a fun time so far. Uh, Since I have listeners in Taiwan, I don't know. I have like, I think one listener from Taiwan and hi, I don't know how, how you've come upon this podcast. I don't know if I have any Facebook friends or Instagram friends that live in Taiwan. I don't, I don't, I'm not very observant of that, so... Maybe it's a friend of mine that lives in Taiwan right now, and I just don't know it. But hello. Um, But why I was mentioning the listener from Taiwan is because it's been quite quite a fun time in the U.S. this week. (laughs) In the great U.S. of A. (laughs) Where democracy is uh, just doing, doing great. Yeah, definitely not some white terrorists just, you know, waltzing into the capital. Definitely not holding a coup d'etat. No way. No siree. It's been a great week. It's been good. Such a good time. Um, but yeah, first weekend of 2021. Uh, don't feel much different. Didn't expect to. It's okay, though. I'm, I'm chilling, you know? I got a lot of work ahead of me. I got a lot of major stuff to do with my experiments this this month. Excuse me. Currently, I'm drinking a new Beveragino from Starbucks. And it's a pistachio latte. And it's alright, in my opinion. Um... I'm not a flavored latte drinker usually, but I was like, oh, I've never heard of pistachio flavor, so I will give it a try. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's a Starbucks drink. I I do like Starbucks from time to time, but I'm more of a enjoyer of tasting espresso in my drinks, so I usually go to a local coffee shop instead. Not to throw any shade at Starbucks or anything, but... Sponsor me! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's no way they would even know about my podcast because I have five listeners at most every week. Um, yeah, just you know, we we live in a society. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite thing right now, instead of saying we're living through a pandemic, 
is people will say words that start with P have a lot of syllables um, instead of the word pandemic. So, for example, you know, we're living through a panoramic. We're living through a paramedic. (laughs) We're living through a a Panera Bread. (laughs) That last suggestion uh, is courtesy of my roommate, Angela. Thank you. It's very funny. I do like that trend. Humor in the time of scary, spooky stuff is very helpful. Um, Super excited for for my acquaintances and friends that are working in healthcare and have just gotten their second COVID-19 vaccine. It's really awesome that they're sharing their experience on their social media sites so that the general public and people who follow them can see like, oh, you know, they got the vaccine and they're doing okay. That's great. Hopefully this encourages people to feel a little more safe getting the vaccine so that we can have a higher rate of vaccination whenever, you know, those vaccines get given out to the general public so that we can actually, you know, manage this virus and, you know, maybe go back to go back to live in some kind of normal I guess. Capitalistic lifestyle. Pre-pandemic life. You know, where you could just go grab a beer with a friend. And, uh, it was good times. Miss it. Feels like a ancient, ancient memory? Not the word I wanted. Distant memory. So strange that we're nearing the like a year because at least for California we didn't go into lockdown until mid-March and you know that's when things when the pandemic started to become real for us over here um and we're nearing that year mark in March so we'll see where we're at with vaccines at that point apparently it's rumored that I don't want to say rumored. I might be vaccinated by then, which is super cool. I'm considered an essential worker as a graduate student researcher. I do have to go to work, which is the lab. And that would be freaking sweet. I'm ready, you know. I'm ready to be vaccinated. Shoot me up. Shoot me up, baby. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Give me, give me that good, good vaccine, please. Just, just throw it at me. Like, I'm a dartboard. Wherever it lands, that's cool. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's how you get a needle in your head. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to eventually get vaccinated. I'm really trying really trying to have a hot girl summer 2021 what does that look like you may ask it it, it's nothing special really I just want to be able to like hang out with one or two friends and like go do stuff at the beach without breaking any rules or passing a deadly virus around because as you know we live in a pansexual right now okay (laughs) 
We're living through a pansexual. A uh, pandemonium, if you will. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So, what, what can I possibly cover on my podcast um, this week? Because I don't follow a theme, really. It's just me rambling. And this week, I haven't really researched anything. I haven't really prepared anything. I just was like, ah, my mic wasn't working. It's working now. Why don't you just sit and record? And I have nothing to say. Well, I mean, I, I just haven't. I just haven't explored any interesting topic that I want to talk about. I guess. I can always talk about me, but how exciting can that be? I guess I can talk about, like, more cringy stuff I've done in the past. Yeah, why don't we do that? What we're going to talk about briefly is the dumb shit I did as a kid and and how often I got in trouble and demonstrated to all of my younger siblings how not to behave if you want to have a life um, when living at home under under my parents' roof. I'm the oldest of six. And, you know, I've <laughs> had, uh, had a time, you know, my parents divorced when I was a kid and even though everything is pretty good now, you know, as a kid, I, you know, was struggling a bit and was having a, having a rough go. Um, you know, it's just hard to, to deal with that stuff as a child. And because of that, um, as well as just being a girl in today's society, uh, I behaved a certain way. (laughs) And when I went to middle school, I was very influenced by the kind of punk, pop punk skater, rockers, as we call them, crew. Um, or, which later turned into emo and scene. The emo and scene era of 2008. I was in middle school. And in 2000, from like 2006 to 2010-ish, like emo, being emo, being seen was like the thing, at least in California during that time. So there were a lot of emo kids. If you don't know what emo and scene is, it's a quick Google search. Um, But for like, I guess if I have any... uh, returning listeners that are not of the millennial generation or I guess Gen Z um, emo is like a version of goth I guess you know think like e- e- black hair and like you dye your hair black you wear a lot of eyeshadow you listen to you know This is not, I'm like giving such a like baby boomer description of this. (laughs) This is not a very good description. I can't, I don't even know where to begin with emo. Just look it up. Like, 
the important thing to know is that emo and scene kids were kind of like the outcasts and you know or kind kind of though like it was still cool to be emo but not really that cool like we weren't the popular kids you know what i mean like that's not what we were and we hated the popular kids like we called them preppies and we didn't like them or whatever whatever dumb dumb 13 year old bullshit anyways i identified with those kids because they were you know i just wasn't as cool as the preppy kids and i was really self-conscious and insecure as a kid and as a preteen as a teenager really up until like middle of college was i like oh like i'm actually you know not the worst <laughs> like i should like myself a little bit but in middle school you know, when you're in middle school, you're figuring yourself out, you know, like you're going through puberty, you're like discovering your sexuality. It's a lot. Okay. And I was already dealing with stuff. And I, and I know this is going to come as a surprise to so many people that know me. Um, but I was boy crazy. Um, and I just wanted to, I just like, romanticized uh middle school skater boys when I was a middle school emo kid and I was like they're just they're gonna be really great (laughs) they're gonna be so nice it's gonna be so romantic I'm gonna fall in love (laughs) that's not what happened um I guess this is kind of like a story of uh embarrassing stuff I did as an emo kid and also like stuff that got me in trouble which you know there was a lot of stuff that was embarrassing at that time period and a lot of stuff that I did that got me in trouble so those go hand in hand um when I think about 2007 and 2000 or 2000 2006 to 2008 when I was in middle school middle school for me was seventh and eighth grade my middle school was on the same, like, plot of land, like, right next door to my high school. So we would see high school students sometimes, which was scary as fuck. Um, but yeah, so I went to a middle school, had a huge population, like, the student body was huge. Anyways, I was an emo kid. And I made some of, I made my best friends met my best friend through, through hanging with the emo kids. I had a couple other good friends that I'm still friends with today from that group. You know, we were, we're all not like that now, really. Like, I mean, we just, I'll say like, we still like some of the same music and still like some of the same stuff from that period of our lives. But I think we all were like, oh, we don't have to, we don't have to like commit to, to this style. Like we can, we can make things our own. And, you know, we figured ourselves, figured ourselves out that way. Anyways, back to being in the (laughs) emo kid crew in middle school, we would at lunch sit on the asphalt with our feet in the in the middle of a circle like we'd all be sitting in a circle and we'd put our like extend our legs out and put our feet in the middle um and we did that every lunch it's just annoying shit like just 
I know it seems silly, like, yeah, okay, you just put your feet, like, you guys all had your feet together in, like, a circle. That's not a big deal. But when you, like, think about how, like, we were, like, doing this in the middle of everyone else during lunch. Like, it was, we didn't want, for emo kids that wanted, like, didn't want attention or whatever, we sure did a lot of shit to try to get attention. You know, as much as we didn't want it. We totally wanted it. Totally wanted attention. Okay, we just, we just wanted to, uh, we weren't humble about it, I guess. Like, (laughs) we weren't honest about it. We're like, we don't want attention, but we totally do. Um, you know, I, at that period of my life, didn't know how to do makeup. I didn't know how to dress. Um, I was so preoccupied always and before that in middle school with, um, you know, making myself likable especially to boys. So before middle school, I was kind of like the tomboy at my elementary school because I thought that that's what guys liked and uh, (laughs) quickly learned in middle school that's not the case. But they don't also necessarily like emo kids unless you're going after like a emo guy or whatever, which I was. And even then, I couldn't, I just did not have luck. I could not uh, catch the eye of of my long-haired skater boyfriends uh, that I loved so much, you know, back in the day. So, you know, even then, I was not a very uh, put-together, cute little emo kid. I was not that. My hair was always in the front of my face. And I would cut my own hair, uh, like I'd cut my own bangs and I would take my fingers and I would try to, I would forcefully push my hair, like pull my hair in front of my eyeball. So by the end of the day, I would have such greasy hair, like strings of my bangs just in front of my face, like very disgusting. And I would wash my hair every day, blow dry it every day and straighten it every day. So I was using an old flat iron that was completely frying my hair. Um, and I was like, this looks good. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a look. This looks great, Steph. Good job. Um, yeah, so that was my look. And I just could not. I My best friend, uh, she could pull off the email look so well she was absolutely so cute and she's so beautiful my friend christina um she she was getting all the emo boys she was bringing her milkshake her emo milkshake was bringing all the emo boys to the yard and i you know i just could i didn't have that you know that wasn't me i was kind of just like I don't know who I am, and I'm a little potato, but not in a cute way. Um, so it was hard for me to get any guy attention, and when I did, it was like, oh, like, yes, finally, oh my god, I'm worthy! <laughs> Someone likes me! I need validation from others! <laughs> um, but just as much, 
because I was so insecure and so needing of validation from others that when guys gave me attention, I kind of just let them like say and do whatever they wanted for the most part, which is like not great um, because, you know, it's your body and you, you should own it and you should, uh, whatever doesn't feel right, you shouldn't do it. And, you know, advocating for yourself is is great and it's hard to do that as a young girl in today's society because people make you feel like you owe your body to them and hopefully that narrative can be switched and I definitely will if I have children if I have daughters um you know well and sons too just like you know ad- just promoting self-advocacy <laughs> and and uh not needing like validation of others it's hard you know hard to not to not want that um but anyways going back to email life I so when I got you know attention from guys I pretty much let them do or say whatever they wanted to and I dated this guy and I had kissed someone before but I'd never made out you know I've done like I had done a peck on the lips, but I'd never used any tongue. I was 13. And I remember, um, embarrassingly, embarrassingly watching so much content that included people making out, whether it be music videos. Uh, I watched YouTube tutorials on how to make out This was at the birth of YouTube. So it was very bare basics, basic videos back then. But they still had how to kiss, how to make out tutorials on YouTube at that point. Um, And I studied up, okay? I was not going to fuck up, like, the moment that I'm graced with such romance. I'm swept up in an emo romance, my prince is, you know, my chemical romance is playing in the background. There's candles lit. Uh, the guy of interest flips his long hair. He has snake bites. He bites his snake bite and he says, let me, let me kiss you so gingerly. And then I would just effortlessly show my emo king I am such a good kisser. <laughs> and uh that's not true (laughs) that's not how it went when I had my first real real kiss which I'm gonna say first real kiss because you know it wasn't just like a like a two second peck on the lip you know it involved more intimacy um it was terrible and I was let me just let me just say what happened so I was dating a guy he was very cute for you know the emo emo lifestyle I was really intimidated and you know he had more experience like kissing people and I didn't and I knew that and he knew that so we're alone we're alone at someone's like house for a little bit sorry mom there were no parents around but don't worry you I've literally told you all of my escapades and uh no teen pregnancies so we're good um (laughs) but we were alone and uh just sitting side by side you know 
with uh, his arm over me and me just uncomfortably squeezed up against him as one does when you're 13 and, uh, you know, trying to be an adult and be, you know, I don't know, intimate. (laughs) So he went in for a kiss and, you know, it didn't work out well. Um, I wasn't sure what to do his mouth was just on mine and it was open and I was like do I stick my tongue in this like what do I do and he like tried for like a second and he pulled away and he laughed and he said you really don't know what you're doing when I tell you that there's nothing more soul crushing than than your your crush telling you a 13-year-old girl who's already so insecure and just wants to please everyone and needs so much validation that she sucks at something, especially something she thinks she should just naturally be good at and is going to somehow make her worthy of of people's time and attention. It's debilitating. It hurts. And it's so embarrassing. I went home. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, we'll need to work on that. I went home and I cried. Um, And I think that a few days after that, I was like, yeah, I think I maybe we shouldn't be together. And he's like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. And I was like, okay, well, fuck you. Um, Yeah, it was embarrassing looking back at it now it's still I still can feel like the level of embarrassment I can feel how red I got when when he you know said you're not good at this um it was like he could have said something like so much nicer but I think when I look back on it now I think we were both embarrassed and really I think we both didn't know what we were doing because who the fuck just puts their open mouth who puts their gaping mouth on someone else's mouth yeah I'll tell you children who don't know what the fuck they're doing and think that they know how to make out with someone and that's what he did he set me up for failure it wasn't all my fault he really just, he went for it. I think he got embarrassed and was like, you know what? Before before I look bad, let me just say, you fucked it up, Stephanie. <laughs> and being the insecure, sad little emo kid I was, I thought, truly, there's something wrong with me. Um, so yeah, that was just one embarrassing escapade from the emo times. Um, another one, uh, later that year... In, so this was eighth grade. I'm 13. Um, I had snuck out of my friend's house with her. We'd done it before and we were doing it again. Sorry, mom. Um, I think you already know this, though. I mean, you know, the you know that I snuck out for sure that one time because of this story. And yeah. But anyways, we snuck out again and what we would do is just kind of like walk around at parks um around our neighborhood which still isn't really safe at night and it was just me and another girlfriend so and we were 13 not really safe very naive we were very sheltered like we didn't think anything bad could happen to us which is so stupid like it totally could have but we were fine anyways we made our way back home to her house at three in the morning 
And when we came back through the window, we accidentally dropped something. This woke up her mom and she was banging on my friend's bedroom door. And her mom came in and we're sitting, pretending like we're playing catch, throwing stuffed animal back and forth to each other. She's like, what was that? And my friend was like, oh, sorry, I knocked something over when we were throwing the stuffed animal. And she's like, yeah, right. You guys are up to something. Did you guys leave the house? And my friend was like, no. And she's like, we've been here this whole time. She's like, well, it's been really quiet. And now all of a sudden this loud noise. And, uh, and you know, we were trying to keep up the lie. Um, but uh, so, yeah. So we were like, uh-oh, this isn't good. And she was like, I'm going to talk to your mom, to my mom. And I was like, fuck, my mom has no chill <laughs> because she didn't. <laughs> I was the eldest child. And so therefore I had to kind of, uh, you know, test the limits and my mom was not having it. And I wasn't a very good kid, which is understandable. Um, case in point, me sneaking out. And so the next, you know, so in the morning I go home, we're going to my siblings' soccer games all day. And my mom's like, did you sneak out of their house with your friend? And I was like, no, I would never do that. And she's like, are you, are you being honest? Are you being a hundred percent honest right now? And I said, yes, I'm being honest. You know, the goal was, you know, me and my friend were like, okay, like just stick to the, stick to the lie, stick to the lie. It should be fine. Well, uh, that's not what ended up happening because my friend, her mom, saw that the back door, like the fence door to the backyard was ajar and she told my friend about it. My friend came clean and said, yeah, we snuck out. (laughs) And so her mom called my mom in front of me. I already knew what the call was. My mom was on the other line. She says, oh, really? okay thank you she hangs up we're in public right now so she's not gonna like say anything but I know I know I'm doomed we get in the car she's like so it's funny because your friend's mom just called me and told me that your friend just admitted you guys snuck out so you're grounded indefinitely Uh, You don't get to have your phone. You don't get to have your computer. You don't get to have anything. You'll go to school and you'll come home. And that's it. And uh, I haven't decided how long you're going to be grounded. It's indefinite. When I tell you that that was one of the worst things to have happened to a 13-year-old girl who just wants freedom and feels like she's a loser and her only way to feel good is to hang out with friends. <laughs> not good. <laughs> it was not a good thing. I was very sad. My mom knew how to really punish me. She knew what was important to me and she took it away. And uh, yeah, you would think that... Uh, actually, I did learn my lesson after that one. After that one, I did learn my lesson. Um, but uh, yeah, what a what a what a sneaky sneaky kid I also would um again sorry mom I would say I was going to my friend who lived around the corner's house and just say I'm gonna walk there 
Um, and <laughs> sometimes I would just like walk to other people's houses and it wasn't like I did anything crazy. Like, I guess in hindsight, looking back at it, I wasn't like experimenting with drugs. I was drinking alcohol at 16. Um, but like I wasn't doing anything else. It was just going to see people and I would see guys too. And like at most just, you know, just, uh, oh, I didn't even make out with them because I was too scared to, (laughs) I would just hang out. We would just have like co-ed sleepovers and it was fine. It was fun. Yeah. Nothing weird happened. And, but I just, you know, my mom wouldn't be cool with me going to sleep over one of my guy friends houses. So like I just lied. Um, such a good kid. (laughs) So good. Um, what? So this is going a little, a little, uh, backwards in time because I talked about eighth grade. In seventh grade, I did something else that also got me in a lot of trouble. Um, and, uh, I had really wanted to dye my hair red or just dye my hair. My mom said no. And I was like, well, everyone else is doing it. Like, I want to do it. And she said, no, like, you're not going to do it. And I was like, this sucks. (laughs) And at this time, I was still going to my dad's every other weekend, me and my uh, three of my other siblings. And so I'd gotten in an argument, I think, with my mom about wanting to get my hair done. We did a little pass off um, where we usually would, you know, switch off vehicles and go be with my dad for the weekend. And there was some argument that happened between my mom and dad. So he was all pissed and I was all pissed at my mom for whatever dumb reason. And I was like, I want to get my hair done. And my dad at the time was dating a hairdresser and he's like, well, why can't you? And I was like, mom said no. And he was like, well, you're with me this weekend. And I say yes. (laughs) And so his ex or his girlfriend at the time put uh I wanted red streaks and she's like okay well for the red to show up we need to bleach parts of your hair and so she bleached some streaks in my hair and then she put some red on it and it was very vibrant and I had red streaks and it looked awesome I really liked it my mom says it looked ugly but I think that like you know she was just mad (laughs) if you're listening mom I'm sorry (laughs) I thought it looked cute. I don't know. I thought it looked cool, you know, in my third, in my like 12 or 13 year old body. Like I was like, I like this. I felt punk. Okay. I know you thought it was ugly, but you also didn't want me to have it. Um, anyways. So yeah, I looked like that. My stepdad picked, picked us up from, uh, my dad's for the end of the weekend. I get in the car. I'm just trying to be quiet. My siblings are like, I'm not even, you know, they're like, I'm not, we're not getting in this. And my stepdad looks at me and he's like, uh, hi, Steph. Uh, what's uh, going on with your hair? And I was like, oh, um, my dad's girlfriend did it. And he's like, does mom know about it? And I was like, no. So he calls my mom, like, as we're driving back to their house And he's like, so Stephanie's got some exciting new stuff on her. And mom's like, oh, really? What? And 
I was like, oh, dad's girlfriend dyed my hair red. And like I could hear my mom exclaim on the phone, like, what? To my stepdad. And she's like, we're going to talk when you get home. And boy, was that a talking to. Um, I, oof, that was not a fun time. I got grounded for a very long period of time. My mom pay, made me pay to get my hair, like, like, hair dye out. So I had to go to, like, a hair salon. They had to try to strip the red out. And then, like, I still had the bleach blonde there. And my mom's like, you don't even get to have that. Like, you don't get to have any color in your hair. Like, you're going back to your brunette hair color. So they had to, like, dye my hair brown. I had to pay for, like, brown hair color shampoo. Like, it was a whole thing. And I didn't really have money. So any money that I made from holidays or birthdays, it went straight to that for a while. And uh, I learned a very valuable lesson <laughs> that that day. And it's, uh, I guess, uh, you know, don't don't uh don't fool around and take advantage of having divorced parents because uh, you'll still get in trouble and uh, maybe just listen to your mom uh and that'll be you know that's probably good so yeah when I was an emo kid I did some really stupid shit um I'm you know pretty pleased to say that I'm still alive today you know, as I mentioned, I was drinking alcohol at 16. My mom also knows this. Uh, I don't think she, I think she had a hunch. So I'm sorry, mom, again. But now I'm an adult. So like, you already know all the bad stuff I've done. So like, hearing about it hopefully doesn't scare you that much. And to be honest, we both know you already kind of had a hunch that some of the stuff was going on because you were also a teen once. And that is my message. That is my apology to my mom. If she listens to this, she might not even listen to it. So, but anyways, I have to make that disclaimer before I go any further. I, uh, we, uh, I had a friend who had an older sister who would buy us a, uh, fifth of Captain Morgan every weekend. Uh, and we would get sufficiently shit faced at her house unbeknownst to her mom and unbeknownst to my mom well she probably they probably both had hunches we'd get really drunk and watch hbo porn together (laughs) that's not even that bad because like there's nothing crazy about hbo porn i don't think there's actual penetration allowed it was it was really just silly it wasn't like uh we were watching for like sexual means like it was more just like uh okay that's interesting and kind of like laughing at it because it was just so silly and like the way that the actors acted it was just so cringy and funny and silly and so we would just get drunk and watch and laugh at porn hbo porn i guess it's not that bad I guess the part about drinking as, like, a 16-year-old is not so great. Um, But, yeah, 
at least it wasn't, I guess, earlier. I don't know. But yeah, what a, what a time. When I talk about it, it doesn't sound that crazy, but I guess compared to some of my other friends who, like, actually listened to their parents throughout their adolescence, um, you know, what I did as a kid was, was probably, like, really crazy. And they're like, oh my gosh, why were you this way, Stephanie? It's like, I don't know, (laughs) a number of things. Uh, But luckily, I'm, you know, I'm in a spot now where uh, I don't, you know, I can advocate for myself and I don't need the validation of others, you know, and and I'm chilling and I can look back and and laugh at the silly stuff that happened back then. Let's see, what time are we at? Because I could, uh, oh, 40 minutes? Yeah, we gon' gon' call it a, we gon' call this finished. I was gonna delve into some of the... Um, you know, I won't even, I won't even talk about it. We're gonna, we'll save that for another, for another week. Um, but yeah, so that, uh, thanks for, uh, listening to me ramble about me being a bad emo kid. And maybe the stuff I did wasn't even that bad. Um, maybe compared to things you might have done as a kid or, you know, at any point in your life. But I thought they were funny and you know, I, I never mind sharing, um, sharing that part of, uh, my life. And I, uh, any opportunity to show a pic of me with teased black hair when I was 13, which I affectionately call emo stuff, showing any opportunity to show a picture of that to my, you know, my friend, current friends now, or people in my program, I love to do it because they're like, oh my God, that doesn't even like, look like you. You know, I'm not smiling in the picture and I just look pissed. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like I, I often think about that version of me and wish I could just go talk to her and wish she could kind of see like what I look like now. I don't think when I was that age, I ever thought about getting tattoos. Um, but now I'm completely, I'm pretty tatted up and like, and counting. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see, to like have 13 year old me see, you know, late 20s me. And that would be pretty cool. I think, I think she'd be like, whoa, you're like, I'm glad to see you made it. And glad to know that you haven't had any terrible make out instances since then. Wait. Uh. Yeah. I don't. Mm. Have I kissed any bad kisses? I've had bad other... I've had bad frickle frackles, but I haven't had bad kisses, I think, since then. But yes. Yeah, anyways. I wish... I think 13-year-old Steph would be like, whoa, late 20s Steph is is pretty pretty cool. She's doing... She's doing things. Everything turned out okay, except that she's living in a, in a panoramic, which kind of sucks. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's what I have, I guess, this week for my podcast. Thanks for listening, uh, my five listeners. You know, I know there's no structure to this. I'm still kind of figuring out what I want to cover, you know, what baby millennial really, you know, what what is it all about? If it's just me telling my own anecdotes, obviously, we're going to run out of, like, shit to talk about. Um. 
and I like to talk about science, but I also don't want to, like, bore people, you know, with that. So I try to make it friendly for all backgrounds. And, uh, you know, you know, current events, too, but it's hard for me to articulate some stuff when I am living through the current events. So <laughs> forgive me for that. Um, also, I started a ASMR YouTube channel something I actually wanted to do for a really long time and I wanted to do it before even thinking about making a podcast um but then I got this little mini mic that I've been using for podcasting and I was like oh this should capture some okay audio for like a lo-fi ASMR which is what I did and there's a video up it's not anything uh crazy good. But um, if you like ASMR videos, I have an ASMR channel that I'm I'm creating. And it's very, very much like this podcast. It's lo-fi. I don't like to edit things if you haven't gathered. Things are often a stream of consciousness. Stream of conscious. Wow. Stream of conscious. Conscious. Stream of conscious. Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Here's an example. <laughs> like, I'm not going to edit that out. Um, there's some stuff I do edit out, uh, but I'm pretty lazy for the most part. So it's just going to be a lot of rambling. So yeah, uh, check it out. It's Baby Millennial ASMR on YouTube. Um, there's just one video. If you're bored and you like ASMR, uh, audio is not perfect, but it's also not the worst. Um, and also my cat coffee is on there. So if you want to see a cat and want to hear some cute little purrs, go ahead and check that out. But, uh, yeah, thank you to my five, uh, listeners that keep coming. Um, I am still working out the kinks of figuring out how to best continue this podcast and what would be fun. Um, or if it's just not going to have a structure and, you know, things are going to be different every week. Could be. That's fun. People do that. I just want to create something that's, like, fun to listen to. Like, if you're working and you want to hear, like, a funny story. I have a lot of embarrassing things that have happened in my life. And I'm an oversharer. And I don't mind laughing at myself. So, if I could provide some comedic relief to your workday, to your evening, I am glad to do it. I don't mind people uh, laughing with me, I guess, you know, as long as you're not laughing at me. <laughs> don't be a dick about it. But you can laugh with me about stuff. Well, folks, uh, that is all I have for for y'all until next week. Uh, stay classy, stay safe, and cheers! <laughs>